Okay, we are here with our 51st Amuna class, and this is a special one because we have the blessing of beginning again with the renewal. With Rav Shah Morris translated this week, not unfortunately by Rav Dain Elgar, but by Ralph Cohen. Rav Ralph Cohen is here, special to translate the Rav, and thank God we have made it after a beautiful Hanukkah, and we're blessed with the 51st Amuna class in Yushalayim in our studio, and we're joined by Shtetl. Mendy and Ruby Weinreb and their special percussionist Yaakov. It's a big blessing to have such talented people in our, our holy studio. We also know that there is a fuller band, but please God in the future we'll be able to share a bigger space with them. But for now, we're going to open up the class by welcoming everyone to our online Eretz Yisrael edition. Remember, this is in the holiest place in the world, in Yushalayim, with so many inspired followers and blessings to our special special guests and Amuna staff in all. We also remember this needs to be dedicated to the full healing of, of uh, all those who are having a challenge with the Corona challenge and also for Shlema generally. And these classes are elevation to the pure soul of Gedalia's Fenster's son, Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. We appreciate your dedication to our Amuna classes. Uh, for example, Gedalia Fenster just bought about 150 Garden of Gratitudes, which he's going to be giving out in his shear in Miami in the coming week. And to also all the other people who dedicate the wonderful um, parts of our partner with our teachings, to the Rav's teachings, good week, healthy rest of winter, share Amuna Global. That's the name of our class today, by the way, Shtetl with Amuna Global. So we have a mission here to get the Amuna message out there, out from Yushalayim, out from the Rav's teachings, out from the books of God of Amuna, and the music here, bring it global. And everyone together should do that. Uh, we just want to thank you again also for your feedback, your questions. You can put that down the side and also remind you about the Rav Amunah exercises, the one, new Wonders of Gratitude Garden of Amunah book, which I have right here. We'll be giving to our guests, thank God. They get a special edition as well as one or two other little gifts and the campaign booklet, which we have. The people are still sending their names to the Rav to dumb 30 minutes with Mysterious Nefesh or at least that or head towards that. And we'll go begin now with a song from our wonderful band Shtetl. Baseh Etz Yedecha. Open your hands. Let's hear.
ידיך ומשביע לכוחך. פותח את ידיך ומשביע לכוחך. ומתי פותח אתם מנגנים מאוד יפה. ממש, ממש. אני אוהב, אוהב את ה... ממש, ממש מאוד מיוחד. תודה. תודה, תודה. If we're asking Hashem to ca- cancel our yetzer, our, our evil inclination, where is the reward for passing a test in life? Another question, if it's all decreed and Hashem already decided, where is the free choice in our prayers? What help are they? בן אדם עובר ניסיון בחיים, איפה הסחה, אם, אם זה צריך להיות שהוא יבקש מהשם שיבטל לו את היצר. וגם אם, אם, אם הכל השם כבר יודע, אז מה, מה הבחירה לגבי התפילות, מה, מה הם עוזרים אפילו. זה שני שאלות, נכון? חוקות אחת ושנייה. אז נתחיל עם השני. עם השני? נגיד להם ש... אנחנו נתחיל עם השאלה אם הכל זה קריד בכלל. What's the point of our prayers? What's the whole idea with free trust of prayers? Rabbi says someone that asked this question didn't read the book Garden of Emunah. Rabbi said in the book, I asked this question and I answered it also. As... קודם כל אני היה היה פעם ויכוח שאתה תשאל אותה איזה שהוא מלך מושל את ה... כן את ה... את הגאון תכף אני כן ש... שאל אותו, אמר אותו, כמה הם ישבו בארמון? 
הוא אומר, כמה פתחים יש לך? כל החומות. עשר. אני אכתוב בתוך פתק. ובאיזה שער, יש פה עשר. באיזה שער אתה תצא? שים איזה מחובר בכספת. ואתה תצא. איזה שער שתצא. ואחר כך נפתח. נראה אם, אם אני ידעתי. טוב. טוב. מי בעל המלך הזה? זה מישהו גאון? כן, תכף אני... כן. אז... תתחיל להסביר This wise man said that, how about this, I'm going to write in which exit you're going to leave, I'll lock it up, you decide whenever you want, you leave the palace, and afterwards we'll open up, see if I was correct. So the king said he's smart, he's going to open up, he's going to break down the walls, he's going to make a brand new exit. And that's how he's going to leave. He opens up the paper. And lo and behold, what they see inside, it says that the king is going to break down the wall, he's going to open up a brand new gate, a brand new exit and entrance to get out of the palace. So the wise man told the king, he said, listen, I knew what was going to happen, but did it change your choice, your free will? Didn't change. You decided what you're going to do, even though I knew what was going to happen. אז זה רק בתור משל להסביר, אבל באמת באמת, בן אברהם במסף כותב שאדם לא יכול להבין את השאלה הזאת, את התשובה לשאלה הזאת. אם אדם ידע תשובה לשאלה הזאת, לא יהיה לו בחירה. If a person truly knows the real answer to this question, he won't have any free will. So Rabbi Nachman teaches us in Torah 21, he says that even though this is the way it works, but we believe, and you could never understand it, but we believe both things are true. We believe that we have full free will, and we believe that prayer is able to do what it is able to do. So it's just to remind you... If a person asks, he 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 as
So let's <laughs> jump back to the other question, that if we're praying to get rid of our evil inclination, so where's the reward for passing a test in life? So let's step back and understand what does it mean, free will? Hashem gave everybody an evil inclination. And it's written in the Gemara, Hashem teaches us through the Gemara, it says that a person cannot overcome those desires without Hashem. Like it says in the verse, if Hashem doesn't help you, you won't be able to, be, you won't be able. To. So then what's his, what's, what's the person, what's his whole thing? So his goodwill and his good desires and his good inclination is Hashem himself. What does it mean, Hashem? It's prayer. Rabbi said he wrote, wrote in his books that Hashem is prayer and prayer is Hashem. So it turns out a person doesn't have doesn't have personal prayer, he doesn't really have free choice. He's full of only his evil desires and his evil inclination and he doesn't have a good inclination. So take for example someone that doesn't have personal prayer but he's he's a religious Jew. He doesn't have an evil inclination not to put on tefillin every day. It's just built in. But he does have an evil inclination to guard his eyes. To be happy. To have peace at home. So these things that are really challenging in his life without having his bodhidut and personal prayer, you won't be able to battle. <laughs> Why did Hashem create it this way, that a person can't overcome his evil inclination, evil desires, without prayer? Hashem, He gave, he gave us the evil inclination, let it give us a good inclination, give us good desires. But the Rabbi says something very important, says, if you wouldn't be able, if, you, if it wasn't built this way, you would never merit to repent ever. Why is this? Because you'll be full of gava. <laughs> I myself, I was able to, to overcome the battle with the evil inclination. <laughs> and gava is the worst thing ever. So that's why Hashem made it this way, created things this way. Hashem put inside of us evil desi bad desires so we could turn to Hashem and not say that it's the big me. Once we turn to Hashem and Hashem gives us 
the good inclination and the good desires, then we could say, oh, it was Hashem, it wasn't me. We have to very, pray very, very much, a lot of prayers, not just a little bit. So because Hashem really, really loves us, He did this for us so we could be able to, to get close to Him. The Gemara teaches us that because Hashem loved the prayers of our matriarchs, so He made them not to be able to have children. So us, Hashem loves us and therefore he made it built in this way that we can't get rid of our evil inclination without him, without a lot of prayer. Smile, smile. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. We're so lucky to have the Rav with us in our Muna studio. And we're blessed also to hear some feedback. We don't have the live feed today because we're doing this as a trial to record here. So we're going to give back feedback, not live, but from the uh, previous classes. Someone wrote Shabbat Shalom, Rav Porish, and they wrote a beautiful campaign of gratitude. I was in Spanish. Thanks for sharing this, Nissen Black singing. This is from one of our videos. I love this rabbi. He radiates the, lo- the light I long for. Thank you, rabbi. May Hashem bless you in abundance. Amen. Then someone else wrote, Shoma Habris is everything. Thank you for the chizuk. This was a Gedalia Fences class that we shared on our platforms. How nice to see Rav Shalom Morish. Shalom from Medellin, Colombia. Rav Shalom, classic singing. And then someone else wrote, Shalom Tada for sharing your videos. That was about Ellie Goldson's weekly middle class. I was in the UK and they wrote, reached out. We'd love to see the Rav in the UK, Manchester, London. Please God, we'll make that happen. People are reaching out. Also from um, Los Angeles and Arizona and Mexico. They all want to host the Rav. Please God, we'll make it happen in the next few months. Please God, best of English. Thank you for sharing. Shalom, Rabbi Jonathan Galed. Hanukkah videos for me just had the Chazak put up. And also, Tadar Rav Eli for, for, for hosting this. And also, Rav Rav Cohen for translating so wonderfully. Thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us. All our team to translate the previous and coming meetings for our friends whenever we're able to get together. And we specifically thank our wonderful guests who are now going to hear some more music from, from Shtetl. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Pleasure.
wow, what an unbelievable performance from Shtetl. We'd like to hear just one or two very quick words about Shtetl and then to please ask a question to the Rav. Please. Oh, Shefe. It was. באמת אתם מנהגים מאוד יפים. שרים, זה ממש מיוחד. תודה. That's the stage name. And uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that last year we came before Hanukkah. And before Hanukkah, it's always, you know, you're hyped up because it's before Hanukkah, you know. You're right before a Chag, everybody's excited. But after Hanukkah, that's like when the real Avoidah comes. So so uh, maybe Ruby will say a few words about that. He's gonna, he's, he's... Yeah, literally just a few words I was thinking about was that on Hanukkah, we all get inspired. It's very nice. We have the light with us and whatever that represents, you know, Hashem or Tefillah or Torah or whatever it is. It happened to life. What's after Hanukkah? It's a little bit of a rough time for many people. But I was thinking that that Hanukkah, that after Hanukkah is maybe like, now that we received the light, let's try to spread it in the world. Oh, uh, uh, global. Uh, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 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 So we have a question from you guys for the Rav. We'll be, we're very talented, but we want to Combine it together with the Muna focus, yeah. Right. Uh, I think my question is, uh, okay, I'm going to think about it. I'm just thinking about it for a second. But I think my question is, how do we, um, when somebody has questions about a spoilers, they ask about a spoilers, and, and, and sometimes people ask about it, you know, they never heard of a spoilers before. And like right away, they think that a spoilers is, it sounds like a little bit of like a wacky thing, like you're going outside and you're talking to yourself. They never really even talk to themselves for a minute, like talk for an hour. <coughs> They never even did it. So like, how, how do you like, like quickly explain to them why this way this makes sense and, and, and why they should do it like right away without like trying to convince them, just give them a small explanation on why this way this is something that they should be doing. אומר לבן אדם תהיה עם עצמך, תדבר, מה זה? איך להכניס לבן אדם את ה... יש רק שתי אפשרויות שיש בעולם הזה. אם אתה מאמין, אתה מדבר עם השם, אתה מדבר עם השם, אתה לא מאמין. רבי has two options. Option number one is if you believe in השם, then you talk to him. If you don't talk to Hashem, then it means that you don't believe in Hashem. It goes hand in hand. Can't possibly say, I believe in Hashem, but you don't open your mouth and talk to him. If you believe that sitting right next to you right now is the greatest professor in the world, And you need, you need to say that his advice, for example, he's a doctor. Would you open your mouth and speak to him? Of course. Of 
if right now sitting next to you is the greatest, the only matchmaker in the world. And you happen to be looking for a soulmate right now. You wouldn't talk to him? You wouldn't open your mouth and talk to him? <laughs> the richest man in the world is standing, sitting right next to you. And you need money. Would you not turn to him? You understand where I'm getting with this? He can't say, possibly say, I believe in Hashem, but you don't talk to him. That's number one. Number two, everything that you have right now, Where'd you get it from? From Hashem. So you have to stay. Thank you. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. We want to just uh, finish off with a question. Number three, I think, would be the best way to... Three, you want to do? Or four? Yeah. Oh, four. Yeah, that's four. Four? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. How do we say Toda? How do we thank Hashem? Or on the other hand, how do we have love for every single Jew? When you're dealing with a relationship with someone that's having behavioral issues, for example, he attacks you physically, emotionally... And there needs to be disp- discipline, or he'll, he could hurt somebody. How do we deal with this? Okay, 
פיזי אפילו זה לתת מכות או אפילו בדיבורים, בדעת, דברים כאלה. No one could harm you or do good to you without Hashem decreeing it. So, ready, we get rid of it. There's no people. It's not him. It's not that one. If you're next to somebody and you're scared of the, the person that's sitting next to you, You don't have to be a friend of me, you don't have to be his friend. You should find yourself some good friends. Somebody that's not good, you should distance yourself from that. Well, let's say you are in this situation already and you're with somebody that's not a healthy relationship for you. Second, you remember that it's, it's not him, it's only Hashem. You're able to already calm down. You're not going to be worried. You're not going to be scared that he could hurt you or anything like that. And you could be able to say, thank you Hashem for the test you put me in right now. אני אוהב את כל עם ישראל, אבל אם יש בן אדם שהוא משוגע, הוא פשוט מתנהג לא לפי התורה, אני אוהב אותו, מפעל עליו שיחזור בתשובה, אבל אני לא צריך להיות קרוב אליו. He has to be close to this person. If, let's say, for example, a person doesn't act properly or doesn't act according to the Torah. He doesn't follow the way that a person is supposed to live. You could still love him, but you don't have to bring him close to you. We're going to pray for him that he merits to repent and he gets closer to Hashem again. Hashem gives you the understanding that this is something not good. Distance yourself from this relationship. That's it, guys. Slide. <laughs> so the fourth question, since we got that so quick, okay. you don't mind. Sure. Thank you. We're all wanting Mashiach to come already. The Rav spoke about it a few times in the past. What do we do to bring it about? דיברנו על Mashiach לפעמים. שנה שעברה דיברנו. אבל עכשיו מה אנחנו עושים כדי לקרב את המשיח? So the Rabbi said that right now he's going to say a small little class. There's a positive mitzvah 
from our Torah that teaches us that we have to love every single Jew. Just like you love yourself, you have an obligation to love your fellow Jew. This mitzvah is the most important mitzvah in the whole Torah. And it's one of the most, it's the most hidden mitzvah in the Torah. People don't even know the ramifications of this mitzvah. But you say, Rabbi, we say before we start praying in the morning, they ask the Rabbi, how can you say that nobody knows about it? That people don't know about it, it's hidden. But we say it every morning, we wake up before Shekhri, we say, I hereby accept upon myself the positive commandment to love every single Jew, like myself. And there are those that add the next sentence that say, and I hereby love every single Jew like my own self and essence. He can say that he doesn't know that. How can Rabbi say that this Nasser, that this mitzvah is hidden? Every single prayer book, open it, it has this this line. I said it's like you're signing a check, but you don't know the amount, the number amount that you're signing for. It says it there, but you don't see it. It says a hundred million dollars. He sees the check is in front of him, but he he's not looking at the number amount. It's all there, but he's just signing away. <laughs> he doesn't realize that the second you sign it, you have to pay that. That money's coming out of your account. But the truth is, this is this is anyone that says this sentence that I hereby love every single Jew. It's like you're signing that check without knowing the ramifications of it. What does it really mean that I hereby accept upon myself to love every single Jew like myself? You're accepting upon yourself that you're not going to be jealous of any other Jew. Not to hate any other Jew. Not to have like a competition with somebody else. Don't speak evil speech or gossip about other fellow Jew. Not to cause suffering to somebody else. Not to do any anything bad for any other Jew. And to love every single Jew just like you love yourself. You'll pray for your fellow Jew as much as you pray for yourself. This is just five million from the small little uh, 
Because the truth is, a person that accepts upon himself to love your fellow Jew like yourself, you're accepting upon yourself the whole Torah. And you have another check that you're signing for. And you're signing that second check and saying that I hereby accept upon myself to love every single Jew like my own self being an essence. <laughs> Everybody said you could say it all you want, but this mitzvah is still hidden. It was hidden and it's still hidden for a very, very long time. So let's go back. Let's go back to the real Bnei Israel. Bnei Israel is Yaakov Avinu, his children, the tribes. If they, of course, the rabbi said they learned Torah and they knew every single commandment. They would have really understood what's this commandment of loving every single Jew. They wouldn't have felt to for selling Yosef. They wouldn't have so much hatred among them. So how could a person possibly be able to fulfill this mitzvah of loving every Jew? A person wants to put on tefillin in the morning. He doesn't have to stand for a half hour in prayer and say, Hashem, help me to put on tefillin. Help me to be able to put it on my arm. Why is this? So, like we mentioned in the beginning of the class, you don't have an evil inclination not to put it on. But for a person to truly love every Jew like he loves himself, that takes a lot of hard work. So just like the rabbi said, since Lagba Omer has been speaking about this and spreading this idea, that for a person to truly get this trait of Avat Israel, he has to pray for a half hour every single day. No matter what, to pray to have love in Am Yisrael. And by that, you'll get it first. If you don't, or you didn't accept upon yourself this half hour of personal prayer, you're very, very far from this positive commandment that everyone has to keep of to love every Jew like yourself. So, 
כל הזמן אומר לאלי, שירשמו את השמות. אלי, אלי, מה קורה איתך? אלי, אתה לא מבין לי שמות. איפה השמות? איפה השמות? איפה השמות? איפה השמות? איפה השמות? איפה השמות? We're going to have so many names. Everyone should share the good word that the Rav has a campaign for Avis Yisrael. And we're going to have a last song to end off the class. And we thank the studio for doing a great job. And we thank Rav Cohen for joining us. And we pray that Rav Dain Elgich have Bushlemo again. And he should come back fully to translate for the Rav. We also thank so much Shtetl. Shtetl should be blessed to keep doing their wonderful outreach. And remember everyone, Amunah Global, that means sharing everything we're doing. Getting it out there to all your networks, all your WhatsApp, all your posts, and getting it, sharing it in word, in, in friendship, in the shtetl, wherever you find yourself. Share the music and the love and the mono. Amen. Alright, this one's called Be I Have a Better Air. Say goodbye, Negan.
Welcome to our 51st Amuna class. Wow, what a number. We are here with the Shtetl band. And most importantly, the Rab is Magia Bok Hashem. We are back in the studio, back in the house, back in the Shtetl. Woo! <laughs> Okay, when we officially begin, they'll let me know. On Matt. Okay, Rafael, we're Hi, Mashlumchem. We're here with my Irish and Ellie, the Shtetl band. We're looking forward to a great class today. Is that the show? Dan Hill, it's on Dan Hill. What is the smile, guys? I am. Kulam, hi, Kim. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. That's the sign that we're beginning. 
שקט בבקשה, אלה 15 שניות מתחילים. with our 51st Amuna class and this is a special one because we have the blessing of beginning again with Rabbi Newell, with Rav Shalom Morris translated this week not unfortunately by Rav Dain Elgar but by Rav Cohen. Rav Rav Cohen is here special to translate the Rav and thank God we have made it after a beautiful Hanukkah and we've blessed with the 51st Amuna class in Yushalayim in our studio and we're joined by Shtetl. Mendy and Ruby Weinreb and their special percussionist Yaakov. It's a big blessing to have such talented people in our, our holy studio. We also know that there is a fuller band, but please God in the future we'll be able to share a bigger space with them. But for now, we're going to open up the class by welcoming everyone to our online Eretz Yisrael edition. Remember, this is in the holiest place in the world, in Yushalayim, with so many inspired followers and blessings to our special special guests and Amuna staff in all. We also remember this to be dedicated to the full healing of, of uh, all those who are having a challenge with the Corona challenge and also for Shlema generally. And these classes are elevation to the pure soul of Gedalia Spencer's son, Yerachmel Daniel Ben Gedalia. We appreciate your dedication to our Amuna classes. Uh, for example, Gedalia Fencer just bought about 150 Garden of Gratitudes, which he's going to be giving out in his shear in Miami in the coming week. And to also all the other people who dedicate the wonderful um, parts to our partner with our teachings, to the Rav's teachings. Good week, healthy rest of winter, share Amuna Global. That's the name of our class today, by the way, Shtetl with Amuna Global. So we have a mission here to get the Amuna message out there, out from Yushalayim, out from the Rav's teachings, out from the books of God of Amuna, and the music here, bring it global. And everyone together should do that. Uh, we just want to thank you again also for your feedback, your questions. You can put that down the side. And also remind you about the Rav Amuna exercises, the, one, the new Wonders of Gratitude Garden of Amuna book, which I have right here. We'll be giving to our guests, thank God. They get a special edition, as well as one or two other little gifts. And the campaign booklet, which we have, the people are still sending their names to the Rav to dumb 30 minutes from Mysterious Nefesh, or at least that, or head towards that. And we'll go begin now with a song from our wonderful band, Shtetl. Open your hands. Let's hear. 
I'm going to go to the first question with Ralph Cohen. We have, we have the... The rabbi really enjoys the way that they play. Really love that, guys. All right, question number one. If we're asking Hashem to ca- cancel our yetzer, our, our evil inclination, where is the reward for passing a test in life? Another question. If it's all decreed, and Hashem already decided, where's the free choice in our prayers? What help are they? Alright, we're going to start with the question about if everything is decreed anyway, what's the point of our prayers, what's the whole idea with free choice of prayers? Rabbi said someone that asked this question didn't read the book Garden of Emuna. Rabbi said in the book, I asked this question and I answered it also. So there was once a wise man that came to a leader, a king, he said, tell me, how many entrance, how many exits do you have to your palace? Well, for example, he said 10. So this wise man said that, how about this? I'm going to write in which exit you're going to leave. I'll lock it up. You decide whenever you want, you leave the palace. And afterwards, we'll open up, see if I was correct. So, 
שעשו שער חדש. שיפתחו עכשיו בחומה, שער חדש, ומשם הוא יצא. So the king said he's smart. He's going to open up. He's going to break down the walls. He's going to make a brand new exit. And that's how he's going to leave. He opens up the paper. And what they see inside, it says that the king is going to break down the wall. He's going to open up a brand new gate. A brand new exit and entrance to get out of the palace. So the wise man told the king, he said, listen, I knew what was going to happen, but did it change your choice, your free will? It didn't change. You decided what you're going to do, even though I knew what was going to happen. The truth is, this is this is just a a uh, parable, but the real, real truth of how things work. Rabbi Nachman of Bresa teaches us that we will never understand the full answer to this question. If a person truly knows the real answer to this question. He won't have any free will. Nachman teaches us in Torah 21, he says that even though this is the way it works, but we believe, and you could never understand it, but we believe both things are true. We believe that we have full free will, and we believe that prayer is able to do what it is able to do. <laughs> so just to remind you... <laughs> so let's jump back to the other question, that if we're praying, to get rid of our evil inclination. So where's the reward for passing a test in life? So let's step back and understand what does it mean, free will. Hashem gave everybody an evil inclination. And it's written in the Gemara, Hashem teaches us through the Gemara. It says that a person cannot overcome those desires, the Yetzirah, without Hashem. Like it says in the verse, if Hashem doesn't help you, you won't be able to. You won't be able to. So then what's, his, what's, what's the person? What's his whole thing? So his goodwill and his good desires and his good inclination is Hashem himself. What does it mean, Hashem? It's prayer. Rabbi said he wrote, wrote in his books that Hashem is prayer and prayer is Hashem. So it turns out a person doesn't have, doesn't have personal prayer, it doesn't really have 
free choice. He's full of only his evil desires and his evil inclination, and he doesn't have a good inclination. <laughs> So take, for example, someone that doesn't have personal prayer, but he's he's a religious Jew. He doesn't have an evil inclination not to put on tefillin every day. It's just built in. But he does have an evil inclination to guard his eyes, to be happy, to have peace at home. So these things that are really challenging in his life without having... If for the dude and personal prayer, you won't be able to battle. Why did Hashem create it this way? That a person can't overcome his evil inclination, evil desires without prayer. Hashem, he gave he gave us the evil inclination. Let it give us a good inclination. Give us good desires. But the rabbi says something very important. He says if you wouldn't be able, if you if it wasn't built this way, you would never merit to repent ever. Why is this? Because you'll be full of gava. You'll be holy. <laughs> I myself, I was able to, to overcome the battle with the evil inclination. And Gava is the worst thing ever. So that's why Hashem made it this way, created things this way. Hashem put inside of us evil desi- bad desires so we could turn to Hashem and not say that it's the big me. Once we turn to Hashem and Hashem gives us the good inclination and the good desires, then we could say, oh, it was Hashem, it wasn't me. We have to very, pray very, very much, a lot of prayers, not just a little bit. So because Hashem really, really loves us, He did this for us so we could be able to, to get close to Him. The Gemara teaches us that because Hashem loved the prayers, of our matriarch, so he made them not to be able to have children. So us, Hashem loves us, and therefore he made it built in this way that we can't get rid of our evil inclination without him, without a lot of prayer. Smile. Smile. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. We're so lucky to have the Rav with us in our Muna studio. And we're blessed also to hear some feedback. We don't have the live feed today because we're doing this as a trial to record here. So we're going to give back feedback, not live, but from 
the uh, previous classes. Someone wrote Shabbat Shalom, Rab Borish, and he wrote a beautiful campaign of gratitude. That was in Spanish. Thanks for sharing this. This in black singing. This is from one of our videos. I love this rabbi. He radiates the, lo the light I long for. Thank you, Rabbi. May Hashem bless you in abundance. Amen. Then someone else wrote, Shoma Habris is everything. Thank you for the chizik. This was a Gedalia Fences class that we shared on our platforms. How nice to see Rav Shalom Morish. Shalom from Medellin, Colombia. Rav Shalom, classic singing. And then someone else wrote, Shalom Tada for sharing your videos. That was about Ellie Goldson's weekly class. I was in the UK and they wrote, reached out. We'd love to see the rub in the UK, Manchester, London. Please God, we'll make that happen. People are reaching out also from um, Los Angeles and Arizona and Mexico. They all want to host the rub. Please God, we'll make it happen in the next few months. Please God, bless them. English, thank you for sharing. Shalom, Rabbi Yonatan Galed. Hanukkah videos when we just had the Chazak put up. And also, Tadar Rav Eli for, for hosting this. And also, Rav Rav Cohen for translating so wonderfully. Thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us, all our team, to translate the previous and coming meetings for our friends whenever we are able to get together. And we specifically thank our wonderful guests, who we're now going to hear some more music from, from Shtetl. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Pleasure.
unbelievable performance in Shtetl. We'd like to hear just one or two very quick words about Shtetl and then to please ask a question to the Rav. Please. So just say something about who you are and then we'll ask a question to the Rav. And we'll do a song on All right, so we're, we are... <laughs> so we're, we are Shtetl, and we were Zorchit Devir last year already, um, as the Weiner Brothers. Yutet Kisler. Yeah. Yutet Kisler, it was a lot of fun. Arab and, Khanifer, now we're after Yeah, now we're after Khanifer, right. So we were talking last night, me and, and, and my brother Ruben, Ruby, that's his stage name. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that last year we came before Hanukkah, and before Hanukkah, it's always, you know, you're hyped up because it's before Hanukkah, you know. You're right before a Chag, everybody's excited. But after Hanukkah, that's like when the real avoider comes. So so uh, maybe Ruby will say a few words about that. He was gonna, he was, he was... Yeah, literally just a few words I was thinking about was that on Hanukkah, we all get inspired. It's very nice. We have the light with us and whatever that represents, you know, Hashem or Tefillah or Torah or whatever it is. We tap into light. But what's after Hanukkah? It's a little bit of a rough time for many people. But I was thinking that that Hanukkah, that after Hanukkah is maybe like, now that we receive the light, let's try to spread it in the world. Oh, Sharamuna uh, Global. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Hafatza. Hafatza. Is that Yeah. This is the whole class. <laughs> so we have a question from you guys for the Rav. We'll be, we're very talented, but we want to combine it together with the Muna focus. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think my question is uh, okay. I'm mean, gonna think about it. I'm just thinking about it for a second. But I think my question is, how do we, um, when somebody has questions about a this they ask about a this and 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 sometimes people ask about it. You know, they never heard of a this before, and like right away they think that a this is. It sounds like a little bit of like a wacky thing. Like you're going outside and you're talking to yourself. They never really even talk to themselves for a minute. Like talk for an hour. <coughs> They never even did it. So, like, how, how do you like like quickly explain to them why I suppose this makes sense and 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 why they should do it like right away without like trying to convince them? Just give them a small explanation on why I suppose this is something that they should be doing. לא עם עצמו, הוא עם המכשירים, כל מיני עניינים. עכשיו, עומד הבן אדם, תהיה עם עצמך, תדבר, הוא... מה זה? איך להכניס לבן אדם את ה... לי יש... יש רק שתי אפשרויות שיש בעולם הזה. אם אתה מאמין, אתה מדבר עם השם, אתה לא מדבר עם השם, אתה לא מאמין. רבי has two options. Option number one is if you believe in Hashem, then you talk to Him. If you don't talk to Hashem, then it means that you don't believe in Hashem. It goes hand in hand. Can't possibly say, I believe in Hashem, but you don't open your mouth and talk to Him. If you believe that sitting right next to you right now is the greatest professor in the world. And you need you need to say his advice. For example, he's a doctor. Would you open your mouth and speak to him? Of course.
if right now sitting next to you is the greatest, the only matchmaker in the world. And you happen to be looking for a soulmate right now. You wouldn't talk to him? You wouldn't open your mouth and talk to him? <laughs> the richest man in the world is standing, sitting right next to you. And you need money. Would you not turn to him? You understand where I'm getting with this? He can't say, possibly say, I believe in Hashem, but you don't talk to him. That's number one. Number two, everything that you have right now, where'd you get it from? From Hashem. So you have to stay. Thank you. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Finish off with a question number three, I think, would be the best way to. Three, you want to do or four? Yeah, or oh, four. Yeah, that's cool. Four. Yeah. Okay. How do we say toda? How do we thank Hashem? Or on the other hand, how do we have love for every single Jew when you're dealing with a relationship with someone that's having behavioral issues? For example, he attacks you physically, emotionally, and there needs to be disp- discipline, or he'll, he could hurt somebody. How do we deal with this? Okay, 
פיזי אפילו לתת מכות, או אפילו בדיבורים, בדם, דברים First of all, when you're faced by this, these challenges, you have to know there's nobody but Hashem. And on Milvado. No one could harm you or do good to you without Hashem decreeing it. So, ready? We got rid of There's no people. It's not him. It's not that one. If you're next to somebody and you're scared of the, the person that's sitting next to you. You don't have to be a friend them. You don't have to be his friend. You should find yourself some good friends. Somebody that's not good, you should distance yourself from them. But let's say you are in this situation already and you're with somebody that's not a healthy relationship. Remember that it's, it's not him, it's only Hashem. You're able to already calm down. You're not going to be worried. You're not going to be scared. That he could hurt you or anything like that. And you could be able to say, Thank you, Hashem, for the test you put me in right now. Robert says, He loves every single Jew. Doesn't mean that. He has to be close to this person. If, let's say, for example, a person doesn't act properly or doesn't act according to the Torah. He doesn't follow the way that a person is supposed to live. You could still love him, but you don't have to bring him close to you. We're going to pray for him that he merits to repent and he gets closer to Hashem again. Hashem gives you the understanding that this is something not good. Distance yourself from this relationship. That's it, guys. <laughs> Smile. So the fourth question, since we got that so quick. Okay, you don't mind. sure. Thank you. We're all wanting Mashiach to come already. The Rav spoke about it a few times in the past. What do we do to bring it about? <laughs> Alright, so you want to bring Mashiach, start with a smile. <laughs> Someone that's smiling right now, he could say that my personal Mashiach came already. <laughs> but if you want to bring Mashiach globally, we have to slowly, slowly spread the smile, teach more people. אז באמת עכשיו אני, עכשיו אני אומר שיעור, עכשיו אני אומר שיעור. עכשיו אני אומר, אני עכשיו אומר לך להגיד שיעור. So, the rabbi said that right now he's going to say a small little class. באמת, יש מצוות הסדר ראיתה, שקוראים לה ואהבת לרעך כמוך. There's a positive מצווה, 
from our Torah that teaches us that we have to love every single Jew. Just like you love yourself, you have an obligation to love your fellow Jew. This mitzvah is the most important mitzvah in the whole Torah. And it's one of the most, it's the most hidden mitzvah in the Torah. People don't even know the ramifications of this mitzvah. But you say, Rabbi, we say before we start praying in the morning, we say, they ask, they ask the Rabbi, how can you say that nobody knows about the mitzvah? That people don't know about it, it's hidden. But we say it every morning, wake up before Shekhri, we say, I hereby accept upon myself the positive commandment to love every single Jew, like myself. And there are those that add the next sentence that say, And I hereby love every single Jew like my own self and essence. He can say that he doesn't know about this. So they all ask, How can Rabbi say that that this mitzvah is hidden? Every single prayer book, open it, it has this. This line. I said it's like you're signing a check, but you don't know the amount, the number amount that you're signing for. It says it there, but you don't see it. It says a hundred million dollars. He sees the check is in front of him, but he he's not looking at the number amount. It's all there, but he's just signing away. He doesn't realize that the second you sign it, you have to pay that. That money's coming out of your account. But the truth is, this is this is anyone that says this sentence that I hereby love every single Jew. It's like you're signing that check without knowing the ramifications of it. What does it really mean that I hereby accept upon myself to love every single Jew like myself? You're accepting upon yourself that you're not going to be jealous of any other Jew. Not to hate any other Jew. Not to have like a competition with somebody else. Don't speak evil speech or gossip about other fellow Jew. Not to cause suffering to somebody else. Not to do any anything bad for any other Jew. And to love every single Jew just like you love yourself. You'll pray for your fellow Jew as much as you pray for yourself. This is just uh, from our 100 million, this is just 5 million from the small little uh, 
small little idea. Because the truth is, a person that accepts upon himself to love your fellow Jew like yourself, you're accepting upon yourself the whole Torah. And you have another check that you're signing for. And you're signing that second check and saying that I hereby accept upon myself to love every single Jew like my own self being in essence. You could say it all you want, but this mitzvah is still hidden. It was hidden and it's still hidden for a very, very long time. So let's go back. Let's go back to the real Bnei Israel. Bnei Israel is Yaakov Avinu, his children, the tribes. If they, of course, the rabbi said they learned Torah and they knew every single commandment. They would have really understood what's this commandment of loving every single Jew. They wouldn't have felt for selling Yosef. They wouldn't have so much hatred among them. So how could a person possibly be able to fulfill this mitzvah of loving every Jew? A person wants to put on tefillin in the morning. He doesn't have to stand for a half hour in prayer and say, Hashem, help me to put on tefillin. Help me to be able to put it on my arm. Why is this? So, like we mentioned in the beginning of the class, you don't have an evil inclination not to put it on. But for a person to truly love every Jew like he loves himself, that takes a lot of hard work. So just like the rabbi said, since Lagba Omer has been speaking about this and spreading this idea, that for a person to truly get this trait of Avat Israel, he has to pray for a half hour every single day, no matter what, to pray to have love in Am Yisrael. And by that, you'll get it first. If you don't, or you didn't accept upon yourself this half hour of personal prayer, you're very, very far from this positive commandment that everyone has to keep of to love every Jew like yourself.
כל הזמן אומר לאלי, שירשמו את השמות. אלי, אלי, מה קורה כאן? אלי, אתה אומר לי שמות. יש עוד שמות, יש. איפה השמות? איפה השמות? אולי עכשיו שלושת אלי יהיו... So now we're back. We'll make it happen. As Atashem, we want to thank the Rav so much again. We're going to have... Thank you. We're going to have so many names. Everyone should share the good word that the Rav has a campaign for Abbas Yisrael. And we're going to have a last song to end off the class. We thank the studio for doing a great job. And we thank Rav Cohen for joining us. And we pray that Rav Dain Elgach have Bushlemo again. And he should come back fully to translate for the Rav. And we also thank... So much that's all that we should be blessed to doing that wonderful outreach. And remember everyone, a Muna Global, that means sharing everything we're doing, getting it out there to all your networks, all your WhatsApp, all your posts, and getting it, sharing it in word, in, in friendship, in the shtetl, wherever you find yourself. Share the music and the love and the Muna. All right. All right, this one's called the Ahavadarecha.